and welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of December 14th. <laughs> what does that sound? That, that was my David, chair speaking. David, is that like your chair? Yes, it, it, okay. it needs to be loud. I'll, I'll, I'll do that again. I mean, I realize you could have probably taken that out and... Yeah, post, I'll just mute myself. I'm, I'm gonna... Okay, on. Okay, here we go. Hello, and welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for the week of December 14th, 2016. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. So we are coming up pretty quick on the holiday season. Uh, so we our, our uh, episodes may be a little spotty between now and the coming new year. Or they I can may say not that I, for one... We, we may that's, just skip the yeah, next that's, year. That's you don't be surprised true. if this Suddenly, is the last episode of the year. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I think most of us are traveling and et cetera, et cetera. And, and while having to record a podcast would not be a bad excuse to hide from my family, I think that, you know, it's, it's not, uh, not the best equipment there. Uh, I, I for one am 90% certain I'm getting a Fortress Maximus, so yay. <laughs> yay. I guess for, for people traveling too, it's a very good time to, uh, do the sort of thing I like to do and hit every Walmart, Target, and Toys R Us between Columbus, Ohio, and the middle of nowhere, Virginia. Very exciting. Uh, though I don't really, just, just as a quick side conversation, uh, I mean, I guess at this point there's like, uh, Titans Return Deluxe Wave 2, but that's kind of, I mean, my target has that in at that point, at this point, so that means it's all over the place. It's not really like, say, a couple years ago when I had a big list of things I was looking for on the trip. Wave 3 might be coming? So. Yeah, it does seem like, yeah, maybe you'll look out and start to see Wave 3 on the way, but yeah. I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah, maybe so, that. I'm always skeptical of distribution, so. Yeah, I just, I remember a couple years ago, you know, I ended up getting, like, Generations RC and Windblade and Brainstorm and the R.I.D. Strongarm and, like, I forget, some small thing. The point is, Tailgate. No, I brought Tailgate with, no, I did find Tailgate. The point is, I I had a harem, it was fun. (laughs) I'm gonna kind of miss that about the trip this year, but. Eh, not maybe not as much. It's, it's one of my few times of year that I, I get to do the whole going to lots and lots of stores in a day toy collecting thing I used to. Uh, so actual news. Uh, well, let's let's watch this new movie trailer. Yes, minutes after we finished recording, the trailer came out last week. So. Yeah, that yeah. was, and and I was like, well, they said it's gonna come out today. Should we wait and record tomorrow? Nah. Well, I mean, it's it's a movie trailer, so we've we have all seen it, right? A couple times, right? Yeah. Okay. I I just watched it the once, and uh, I know there was a an article out there. I I'm pretty sure I I reblogged or retweeted it somewhere, but there was an article about where someone was writing about how much they love the like slow somber covers of of songs as as movie trailers and i think the funniest thing is this is one of those it's just when it's super on point what's it a cover of 
I don't know. I, I, I know it's a song I've heard before, but I can't place it. <laughs> this is a cover of... It's a cover of Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips from the album, album Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. <laughs> okay, the title. But yeah, it's, it's actually it's an excellent album. Yeah, it, it's th- this trend of slowed down remix songs is preferable to the Barb or various other things that have taken over trailers. So, if you're playing old songs, I, I can deal with that. Just stick with that. It's not that old. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty old at this point. I'm old. Yeah, is what I'm saying. It makes me feel old. It's it's just when when the lyrics are so on point. Yeah, it's it's a Suicide <laughs> Squad thing. It's like the songs space. are so so specific that it it, it becomes it's not a joke. It, it's not even subtle at all. It's, it's the subtlety of like a tenth grader's AM like anime AMV to Lincoln Park. It's... Oh, so the first Transformers movie trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually perfect for a Transformers movie, to be honest. So yeah, that's that's that level of subtlety. Yeah. So everybody got the got the YouTube video up. Yeah, it's queued up. Yep. Everybody, everybody, ready to hit play? Yes. Let's have a live reaction. Yep. We'll again. And then yes. Keep talking about it. For a bit more. Not initial reaction, yeah. but. We'll I'll, count da- I'll count down. Three, two, one, play. Paramount of Viacom Company. Yeah. I always forget it's Paramount. <laughs> Blood dripping from a sword. A How cross-shaped you- sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah cross-shaped Arthur. sword. That's my favorite part. King Ghidorah! And yeah, Ghidorah. Yes. I love David's King favorite. Three heads and, yep. and then more shit. Nazis! Nazis exploding! I, I would like exactly to, what I want to see these days. point out that My flaming favorite. arrows are not really very practical because they're not actually aerodynamic at all. Yeah. Hey, wreckage from and the last And generally, movie. you're shooting things that are not actually flammable. Each movie yeah. seems to be about wreckage from I'm the previous not movie. Not even all that good at setting things on fire. Aw, sad dying Constructicon. Tiny scuba subs. Matrix ships. I think, they're, I think they're underwater we subs and they're going into... Oh. It's floating in space. Optimus Prime, after the last movie, just flew off straight into space like Poochie and died on the way back to his home planet like Poochie. Good job. Yeah. Hey, Anthony Hopkins. Uh, we've got some Sir Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I mean, he's sir. narrating it, but... Yeah. It has been said that Anthony Hopkins has narrated a lot of movie trailers. <laughs> Oh, it's a crossover with GoBots! That's GoBatron! <laughs> See, yet another situation where GoBots was actually that that little bit better. Geckos from Metal Gear Solid 4! Yeah, <laughs> Aw, Bumblebee Aww. killed them, like Brandon. Okay, I guess if the girl they were talking about in the thing before... No, it wasn't hey, her, because maybe. they were talking about how she's British and they don't get along. Yay, Josh Duhamel! Yeah, nice like Megatron just keeps looking more and more G1-ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is nice. Like, not in a we're being slavish to G1 way, but like they're refining from we went way overboard to, okay, here's what an interpretation of this character in this movie should look like. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And, and the trailer culminates oh, in Optimus nope. Prime going full, give me your face, on Bumblebee. He is as That's evil so as we've always thought. Yeah, 
He's he's murder prime. I mean, I, he has I, strangely colored glowing eyes, so he's probably being mind controlled. But yeah, I mean, there's gotta be something like that going on. It's maybe it, but... they can't just go. Cause I mean, doing the give me your face thing to a villain, even just thinking from the perspective of uh, when they're you know trying, like how. Godzilla can't kill people. <laughs> you know, going from that that perspective of how, you know, you're you're still trying to preserve something about the character, the honor of the character, you can still bend that to have them go all out on bad guys, but having them go all out on good guys, there it's got to be a twist. Maybe, yeah. but I mean, especially with the poster that's come out since then that it just has Rethink your heroes as a tagline, and Optimus standing with a sword over Bumblebee's corpse? Question <laughs> mark. Maybe. Yeah, I'd like. Oh, what if it's a brain swap with Megatron? That would be stupid and very G one. Which, considering the other movies, yeah, that's a possibility. You know, they never did that. They did. Not like a. Well, they they didn't do good guy bad guy. They they had like Starscream dressing up as Optimus Prime. The only brain swap was with um yeah Spike and, and into the Frankenstein robot thing. But still, it's a yeah, very G one. Normally, there's it's the a whole very thing old cartoon thing. Like like the the Justice League Unlimited episode that was like the best episode uh, with, the best with Flash and, and Luthor getting swapped. Oh, where it's, where it's an that's accident. the best gag ever. Now I'm gonna find out who the Flash is. Who is this? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Lex, you're having a difficult day. Yeah. So okay, that's... Other possibility, this is the big broadcast of 2017. <laughs> Aha. Oh, or a hate plague or something. Could be any number of stupid things. Yeah, it's, it's maybe not Optimus Prime being evil, but it, it just it seems weird after they did that couple movies ago with Sentinel Prime. It's like, oh, he's a good guy. Oh, no, he's evil. So going right back to that with Optimus Prime. <laughs> hey, I was... Compromised his principles. Oh, yeah. I was totally not spoiled for that Sentinel Prime twist going in. <laughs> I, I wasn't spoiled for it, but I kind of suspected it coming. It's like, oh, they got Leonard yeah. Nimoy. He's Galvatron. I would like to... Oh. <laughs> the, the best, though... The best instance of just a ham-handed uh, foreshadowing and use of st- of old Star Trek episodes was the episode at the beginning, and he says, "Oh, this is the one where Spock goes crazy." <laughs> <laughs> I do I, kind of like that level of on the noseness. Yeah. I I appreciated that a lot, and also yeah. I just like... I mean, that's got to be a trope right there, is having just ridiculously appropriate Star Trek original series episodes being shown <coughs> or watched as in, in the movie, because uh, First Class, X-Men First Classes, or oh, was yeah. it... Uh, the, the, the second no, it was one. Days of Future Past yeah. that does that. Yeah. And, and I can't... I want to say that's, you know, happened before. Yeah, it's a tradition that goes all the way back to Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Yeah, (laughs) at least. Might have been done before Uh, that, but that's the first one I remember. 
So yeah, that, that was, was kind of the point where they confirmed that any character named Sentinel Prime is a total asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fair point. I mean, I I was like, I don't know, I didn't trust them to maintain that level of you know, seriousness to the original character. Such that it is. Yeah, so we, we got a new movie to watch, which we knew was coming. It looks, I don't know, like about the same. <laughs> it looks like all the other ones. It, well, the, I like the last one more than the previous two with Marky Mark, so more of that should be okay. Yeah. Um, Not trying to do the same Shadow Buff character arc three movies in a row definitely helped. Yeah. Is it going to be three hours again? Of course it is. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, and how much of it's going to take place in China again? I mean, I love a really, really stupid... I love I love stupid historical England movies, uh, which Netflix has provided me with en masse. Oh. But, man. yeah, it's... I don't know. Uh, it I'm... has been said. <laughs> I'm prepared to sit down, let the stupid wash over me, and just have my mind assaulted by Bayhem for two and a half hours. Yeah, I'm I'm still iffy on giving money to Michael Bay after the Benghazi movie, but we'll see. Oh, I'm not saying you don't theater hop. <laughs> that's a that's a good point. That is an excellent point. Uh so that that's a movie. There's not really much other news out right now. Uh, doesn't look like there are any significant new toy sightings. Uh, there has, uh, there have been pictures of some new toys out. Uh, mm. very super exciting. Shuffler. <laughs> Shuffler. And, and Topspin. Let me pull that back up. We've got pictures of Sky Shadow. Sky Shadow. Pictures, pictures of Sky Shadow. This is the second Sky Shadow toy we have had released as a mass toy in the U.S. Yeah. In not that many years, too. And they're both remolds of other dudes, although this time he's a remold that comes out before the one we're really waiting for. A a pre-mold. Yeah. And the... I think the, the... What really gets me about that is as someone who has been, like really involved in the the niche parts of the Transformers fandom for a very long time. There are a lot of characters from the Japanese series that have had fan followings and, and cult followings here in the US. Sky Shadow was never one of them. No. <laughs> He's like No. Jason Well the the first one we got was the remold of Thunderwing, which is what his G1 toy was, so that one was easy, but it is weird that he's getting there to get... Where's Blue Bacchus? At least he had a funnier <laughs> name. Yeah. Well, I guess it might if, be harder uh, to trademark. Um, yeah. Uh, and there's a picture of Topspin, which is cool. Get some wreckers. Yeah. Get some wreckery-looking wreckers. Speaking of wreckers, also Broadside, yeah. who we knew was coming. Yeah. Picture of the kickback. Trigger happy. Mother thing. Did I forget? Did we know about Shuffler? Yeah, I think I we think mentioned we, we mentioned it because it was an adorable name a few weeks ago. Yes, he's an elephant. It's one of those 
individually sold headmasters in Japan. Oh, wait, yeah, there was, there was pictures at some convention thingy somewhere. I forget which one. Maybe it was in Japan. So I foresee Sky Shadow just sort of sitting on shelves because he's a big toy. Yeah. I'm worried about that, and I'm worried that means we won't get Overlord. Oh, we'd better get oh, Overlord. Well, we're getting distributed. Overlord. Well, like, that's not true. Not that we're not going... I mean that from a distribution standpoint of we're not oh. going to see Overlord on store shelves in most places because they will still have Sky, Sh- Sky Shadows. Oh, man. Well, that's why we oh, have man. Overlord. That's going to get ugly. Yeah. Because uh, people want Overlord. That's going to be worse than the Combiner Wars Skylinks. Yeah, I never actually saw Skylinks. But he was like wave four, I s- five? I saw him once. I got Death Stars. I don't need a Skylinks. So. Yay! Hey, Death Source. So yeah, he's he splits into a jet and a tank, and you can combine them to be a jet tank. And good job. Then <laughs> you've got something that should be Overlord, but isn't in this version. He's a black repaint of Overlord. Oh <laughs> no, no, no! I feel like Sky Shadow needs to be demoted to a Phase Fiver. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Oh, that's a good point. Does it say anything on his package back about being a phase sixer? Oh, I didn't bother reading, but there's I can't tell. so little text on the new ones. Like, you get like two sentences for the Titan Master Beast. Yeah. I mean, that's more than you've gotten for some before. So. Well, yeah. Also, it's in three languages on this one, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, the trilingual packaging. Yay. It's a variant. Quadlingual. Ooh. What's the fourth one? I can't tell, but there's clearly four. (laughs) Fair enough. Works with compatible con, compatible avec, and compatible com. Hmm, maybe that's Portuguese? Maybe. Or maybe it's German, I don't know. Oh, well, it someone be someone tweet us, and oh, I'll retweet it, and then people will know. Yeah. I, I learned something about Portuguese and Spanish recently that amuses me to no end. <laughs> what? Uh, chip flavors will often be done in bilingual packaging there, and mm-hmm. ham flavor is popular. Mm-hmm. But... I forget which way it goes. It's either the Spanish word or the Portuguese word for ham. Mm-hmm. In the other language, it means probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it just reads as like probably ham or ham probably. Yes. <laughs> that's pretty good. I, I appreciate that. So yeah, I guess I'm not sure if that's for the further European market or if it'd be for the Brazilian market or or it's or what the, the regular ones because I just picked up my Astro Train box and it's got four different things on it. So yeah, I guess it probably yeah, is I mean, the entire idea is simplifying the supply chain and being able to ship like of the however many they make, being able to send one off to Walmart and then send one off to Brazil. Mm-hmm. Case wise. Does uh does remind me of the old days uh, with the the European toys. I got a sealed uh, G1 Pyro, and his sticker sheet because he's a fire truck. And sticker sheet had like 
four or five different stickers that said fire in four in different languages. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, I would I think I actually put the Fuego one on mine. How could you not? That's the best <laughs> one to put on. Fuego. That that would be that would be pretty cool if we got something like that. But no, we don't get stickers anymore because that's oh man, this no, Fortress Maximus. We are stickers. getting stickers. I forget if it's Fortress Maximus. Some things recently have been coming with like at least a couple of stickers. Oh, like uh, the recent Megatron. You can make him an Autobot or a Decepticon and put the little swirls on his chest. That's right. Do we do get it? Ah, uh, stickering Fortress Maximus. Do not want sticker. Stickers coming back is something I don't want. Well. Faction symbols. Sticking faction symbols on that's fine because they're easy to get replacements. But anything else? No, no. Just paint the damn thing, please. That's gonna be fun to have in, in a household with a, a five and a three year old, five and three year old nephews. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd be open to in mold labeling and stuff like that, but I don't want the deco on my toy coming off of my toy after I've played with it too much. Yeah, honestly, my Metroplex already had one sticker go fluttering off somewhere, and it's like, It's It's fun. It's a fun... I mean, I can see it being something that's fun for, like, the occasional collector release, which I see Metroplex as kind of being. True. So, so yeah, I can see it being something that's for for special purposes, but not every release, because that'd be silly. Uh, also, my rewind sticker, this foil sticker, is already in kind of bad shape because it's no. not on that well. Oh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So we have comics this week. Suddenly, yes, we do. Oh, I should have. Uh, so Optimus Prime number one was delayed a week, so now it's coming out the same week as Lost Light, uh, which is good because if it had been, if these things had been pushed off another week, they might get messed up with holiday shipping delays and, and all of that stuff, and that would be annoying. Yeah. So exciting comics. Uh, so yeah, we, we read up, we have, we have seen Optimus Prime number one. Uh, what are the thoughts on that? I'm interested. I I like exploring that whole shadow play pre-war era with Optimus Prime not being the big damn hero leader of everyone. Yeah. And we get a lot of intercut flashbacks with that in this. And then, as we've already been seeing, we're currently in an era of Optimus Prime makes bad decisions, and that's <laughs> a story I've been interested in seeing where yeah. it goes, too. Yes. I was a little confused when I heard someone mentioning Outback being in yeah, it because Outback. I was like, "Wasn't he? He's dead. Grote- wasn't he a grotesquely disfigured corpse last we saw him?" Yes. But no, it's a flashback, no, so it's okay. He's he's back in a flashback, and he's a jerk. So, <laughs> I don't mind that he was horribly murdered. Also, wasn't Tappet like some? Like almost kind of half joke character based on some like. British cartoon character or something. Well, he's wearing a, a sort of beanie toque hat, so probably. Now I gotta. Now I gotta go to the wiki. I gotta go to the wiki on this. How's it spelled? It's T A P P I T. No, no, it's not. T A P P E T. E T. What I get for acting like I know things. Oh, the, the, the oh the gorgeous Kazama yes. art. 
Tappet is based on the famous British children's book character Naughty, sporting his conical blue hat topped in a bell, red torso, blue shorts, and colored cheeks. Moreover, his visible alternate mode components, including a chest grill and large red wheel wells on his shoulders, indicate that he transforms into Naughty's car, itself one of the most well-known aspects of the character. He also shares the same character model, with the exception of his head as Dipstick. So the fact that he is in the, like, grim, dark history <laughs> is cartoon character, yeah... It's based on a children's book character. I I love that. That made me very happy. Who was very upset that Outback murdered his buddy, basically. Yeah. So yes, of of all the the previous background characters to have this happen to, <laughs> it's thumbs up there. Uh, I'm surprised to see Warpath just randomly at a protest. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. Also, Armada Demolishor behind him. And Blackout. Yay, movie Blackout. I like Armada Demolishor. Yes, and Rosanna. And just, just so many cameos plugged into this. And, and Grotusk. Yeah, and Repugnos. It's cameos packed into this. And one I didn't expect to see, Roulette. Okay. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was pretty exciting <laughs> for me, yeah. you know, having been working with 3H during that period. That was, that was yeah, pretty cool. Although, all, all the, the colonists, like the, the little combiner dudes were not that little in the, the armadillo and the lobster we were confused by last time. It's like, they're all wearing Optimus Prime masks as, like, holy symbols? What? It's a real, well, it, it seems to be less like a, I mean, I guess maybe like a religious thing. It, it seemed to me as much as like a, uh, I don't know, just just a, an icon. But yeah, I guess there is a religious, an underlying religious meaning to it too. Also, I really appreciate that, that these are specifically the the Japanese versions, so we get Gimlet and Bump. <laughs> yeah. Though and and Midnight Express, which I believe was only his U.S. name, so I guess there's that. Mm. And, and Euler and Slide, two of the more <laughs> questionably named. In a year of questionably named toys, they they were among them, along with Erector. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it is that those two were a little bit like uh, the the occasional issue of More Than Meets the Eye where we got a guest artist who hadn't gotten the note that, for instance, Rewind and Tailgate were tiny. Uh, because, yes, the the Division colonists are just the same size as everyone else. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Midnight Express is Camion. Uh, Roulette is from Velocitron. <laughs> and and I like, uh, I like Roulette's comment about how, was it was it hers about how he's like really fast as a truck and he and she respects yes. that? <laughs> she respects he's really fast for being fast. a truck. <laughs> yes, plus for a truck, the prime is really fast. I admire that. Oh, oh Velocitronians. So yeah, basically on on Earth, uh you've got some of the colonists sort of running around doing their own kind of peacekeeping, not Always, you know, under the direct supervision of, of everyone else. 
there are, you know, questions about, I mean, honestly, this whole, the whole All Hail Optimus arc has just been like one big moral question mark. Uh, and, and that's, I, I suppose I can see that with IDW Optimus Prime. Yeah. Uh, really, that's about the only version I can see it with. Because, yeah, I mean, you, you can't just annex a planet. Uh, and that's basically how the humans feel. You, you can't just come in and annex a planet. Yeah, the, the, uh, there are logical reasons behind that. It just, but yeah, it, it's Earth. It's not going to work with Earth. Earth is stubborn. Yes, and and that's how President Michelle Obama uh, <laughs> explains things, is that you know we humans can't even get along with each other. You know there there isn't like a central authority that can tell the humans to 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 respect these robots from outer space, uh, which is you know that's that is kind of a a very relevant point in uh, any kind of science fiction that. You know, happens to take place in in a modern era. Uh, whenever you get aliens invading, so so yeah, it's interspersed with the the flashbacks to, uh, for one thing, Optimus finding out that Jetstorm was a Decepticon. Uh, Jetfire. A Jetfire, yeah. Jetfire is a Decepticon. Oh no, Jetfire is a Decepticon. Skyfire. We, yes. we Skyfire. Oh shit! Which name are they calling? I always forget. I always stick to Jetfire. Uh, Jetfire. That's like yes. Jetfire. Jetfire. Yeah. That's that's always a nice. I like when they, you know, keep that nod to to G1. I'm I'm pretty sure really only like the G1 cartoon of Jetfire being well, having been a Decepticon and also Starscream's BFF. It's better in IDW continuity than it did in the original G1 continuity. Yeah, well, yeah, it was, I can see that. it was also, well, it was sort of in the War for Cybertron games, they worked together, but I think it was like mm-hmm. Starscream defected to become a Decepticon or something like that. And played them all. Yeah, I think that's, no, it was in the, I'm, I'm remembering my, my G1 cartoon history here. Pre-war they were besties, and yeah. then when the war started, Jeffire joined the Autobots and Actually, no. They got lost. They they got separated, and Jetfire, as is as is his defining, well, Skyfire, as is his defining characteristic in Generation One, gets stuck in an iceberg, <laughs> and and then there was a war, and so when he wakes up, Starscream's like, "Yeah, I'm a Decepticon now," and Skyfire's like, "Oh, uh, all right." Oh, what's a Decepticon? And goes along with it, and then Optimus Prime has to convince him that you know. Maybe you should not. And and there's a lot of ship fic and very cute art out there. Oh, yeah. Go go look that up. Uh, I like the okay one. I like Pyra Magna, even though <sighs> with with the uh, exception, as we have discussed on many occasions, of Swindle, uh, it does seem like whenever one member of a combiner team gets characterization, it's the leader. So. I suppose it's not a surprise that if one of them is going to get it, it's Pyra Magna. Uh, but I like sort of the the tension of her not feeling that Prime should be the one to have the Matrix. And yeah, but it's like it's Prime narrating the issue, so he says, "Oh, she thinks she should have it." It's like, has she said this out loud to you, Prime, or are you just predicting? Well, 
I mean, she she probably got that kind of attitude she, going. She does have the attitude. It's like, why the but, hell do you have this? You're kind of an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just some cop. This is the chosen one, really? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a good thing she's not in a uh, later part of G1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the Chosen <laughs> One and, and all uh, the Torchbearers and RC are waiting on top of a mountain for a spaceship to show up that was jamming signals. And when it shows up, it's uh, a very familiar-looking spaceship. Yeah, it's a certain uh, a, a corkscrew-shaped spaceship. Man, that really caught my yeah. one eye. Uh, yeah yeah it's a quintesson ship it's time for quintesson maybe we don't actually see quintessons we just see a very obvious quintesson ship just start boring into what is it the himalayas or something one big mountain range you're not going to have a Quintesson ship show up and then have some other random people come out of it. Well, yeah, but... It's not going to be full of dire rape. It could be full of junkions. Well, the, the question is, is it going to be cartoon <laughs> Quintessons or Marvel UK Comics Quintessons? Oh, they'd better be Marvel UK Comics Quintessons. I kind of hope so, cartoon. too. It gives some variety to the, the weird gator people. As a callback, it seems like we I might mean, be trying to synergize with the movie by bringing the Quintessons in now. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much the only reason you ever bring in the Quintessons. <laughs> to, I, mean, I, I would say in, in the G1 and season three, especially because as I've gone on about season three, did occasionally have ambitions of being actual science fiction. Sometimes. When you took away the origin side of things when you took away the whole part about the Quintessons being their creators mm-hmm. if you just left them as this basically this very technologically driven mercenary other robot race that had sort of contributed to their own downfall through their hubris and are now you know digging for what scraps they can that was very interesting yeah. The, the part I didn't like was the part where they had created yeah. the Transformers as, like, consumer goods. You could, I'm not sure it fits in this continuity, but you could have them as having enslaved Cybertronians at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, as long as they don't go full out into saying that they were, hey, we made you, bow to us, your gods. Who made who? Then, then yeah. You know the Transformers. One so, thing yeah. I love. About- I'm I'm curious to see where that goes. One thing I absolutely loved about this issue was the colors. Josh Bertram did an yes. amazing job on this. Everything is just super saturated, and it's dark without being illegible because nothing is white. Everything looks. Yeah. <laughs> Dingy and Slightly disused, but creamy. interesting. It's like, yeah, it's like an issue of the Transformers taking place in Hotline Miami. Yeah, but but <laughs> like the colors are actually rather bright because Kazama's inks are have lots of black. Yeah, so there's lots of shadows. Yeah. So the, the tons of contrast. Yes, the, the poppy colors work. Yes, the the two of them do excellent stuff together and 
it's yeah, it was delightful. Just the the pinks and the reds and the purples and you know the contrast and the occasional dot texturing, which I'm oh I'm in love with that. I love seeing that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yay! Desaturated blue. Oh, nail the om top. So yeah, I the art was definitely. Very nice. It's it's a very nice look. Uh, definitely suits that we're going back to that sort of darker period uh, in some of the flashbacks. And yeah, I'm very interested to see where this is going. I hope that it doesn't get as bogged down in to sell toys as previous robots in disguise slash adjectiveless. But but yeah, I'm very interested in seeing. What is done with it? Good first issue. Love yeah. It. I'm not sure it actually works incredibly well as a first issue. It no. does rely on a bit. Yeah, I don't know if it's quite the jumping in point that's... I mean, I... And then we're about to move on to uh, to Lost Light number one. Uh, and that, I don't think you could have anything by James Roberts that doesn't have, like an appendix of <laughs> editor's notes for previous references. Yeah, it, so. it literally has a summary of, like, okay, here's what you missed in Martha Meets the Eye if you haven't read it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's several pages of text. Uh, so, so yeah, I, yeah, I've been keeping up with the stuff enough that I wasn't confused, of course, yeah. because I've been keeping up with it, mm. but... It's very nice. I think it works as a first issue from a theme setting standpoint. Yeah. From like setting the feeling of the book. Oh, yeah. Though of course not, you know, the events. Well kind of well, you are following two new characters, Anode and Lug, who wander into the weirdness we're already in the middle of. So it sort of well, works yeah. a bit. No, actually I was talking about I was still talking about Optimus Prime, but yes, oh, yeah. that's fun. Yes, now, so yes, we start out immediately with with uh, two new characters. It's pretty great. Three, if we count the uh, guy with the knee pads. Yes, I I very very appreciated the the phrase partisan kneecaps <laughs> because he's got Decepticon symbols on his kneecaps. I want to see that on a toy now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and yes, it's uh, of course they're so it's Anode and Lug, and they are your sort of very cheeky, likable James Roberts sort of characters. A quirky British duo. I am pretty sure yes. Anode is voiced by has the same voice as Tracer from Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I can see that. And these are two, I want to say Autobots, but it seems like they are very much non-factional. And, and you yeah, know, well, the way they discuss having, you know, trying to get away from Cybertron because it's made of war. Yeah, like, they went and, away from Cybertron, and, but, but Anode mentions knowing Velocity, maybe? So that's, how does that work? Yeah, she seems, well, I mean, if it's long enough ago, then they could very well know people who had left. Yeah, maybe, but, like... 
It, I mean, it could be before they okay, lost so Velocity is really old because it was long ago, and and well, and, maybe. And the the thing is, Anna oh, that's, is, which is really sad. What? The really sad thing about that is that she just managed to pass her medical exams. No. Oh, so it's the, <laughs> like six minutes. Many... that they struck out from the colonies. Yeah. And yeah, made it back to Cybertron and just weren't like, oh, we need to tell everyone about the colonies. It's like, oh, we can steal all sorts of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I also like the idea that it took Velocity millions of years to pass her medical exams. <laughs> oh, wait, does it say how long ago this was? <laughs> Poor Velocity. Um... Actually, yeah, it does say afterwards, it says, oh, it was 500 years, so that's not that long at all. So yeah, they probably, you know, knew each other at some point. Yeah. I suppose if she is as um, as much an adventurer as she likes to believe she is, maybe they've actually found some of the other colonies. And I think Lug gets the line of the issue very early on. Hmm? <laughs> which which one of many? I hate you. As in, I actively hate you. <laughs> I am in hate with you. Yes. Yes, <laughs> The, the banter is excellent. They they have very impressive banter. It's so, spot on, and I love these characters immediately. It's yes, it's a good line. My actual favorite line it is a description. Eight hundred nineteen slides later. <laughs> yes. Oh, Ultra Magnus. So, oh, Magnus. As it turns out, these are two who were carried away by the Necrobot, uh, who. As as we know, at the end of the last one, uh, had a bunch of people he had rescued in his basement in life support pods who all started waking up, and these two are among them. And then they immediately have to hear a lecture from Ultra Magnus. <laughs> and a joke. Yes. He's been practicing this. Kind of a functionist joke. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, goodness, that's a little off color, Magnus. Hmm. Oh, please present to our medical staff for a checkup and, a, and details of your new beast mode. Wait, what? Beast mode? Maybe it's Gallo's humor considering... Maybe, maybe. His long-lost brother he found out about. Oh, oh that's harsh. Man, poor Dominus. Now I'm sad. Yeah. So, so yes, uh, then there there are some Decepticons... Uh, speaking, no, I guess, so one of them is Fangry, who for a moment I was thinking got, got like a new Titans Return toy, but I guess he didn't. Well, he uh, he gets a little bitty guy. He's a head. Yeah, that's true. He just doesn't get a also, he was cool at the end of the G1 comic, and so therefore he gets thumbs up. And he has a great name. He's Fangry. Yeah. It's a pun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he makes a and, new friend. And there's that Roller. Oh, yeah, Such a good name. Too. Hanging around being cool. And tail, tailgate comes around and picks up Roller. Just showing off. Uh, but yes. Fangry and his new buddy, Rapid Fire, are two of seemingly a very small number of Decepticons who were part of this little arc. And they are, are not terribly happy with the state of things. There are all these Decepticon corpses outside. It's not cool, and they're not cool about it, so they're going to start some trouble. And they do uh, with with Cyclonus and Tailgate. 
And yeah, meanwhile, our, our new cast members meet Swerve and we find out I, I appreciate how much the fandom overthought Rodimus's new paint, paint <laughs> of job. Course. Because everyone. I hadn't been keeping up with the speculation. What were they thinking? Uh, stuff about like getting flipped to alternate universes, which I guess we will be getting into in a minute. Yeah. And just. All sorts of things about him, like being basically a lot of things that were not just the simplest answer, which is his vanity. <laughs> yes. uh, I mean, there's also apparently it has something to do with with drift and spectralism uh, and religious and significance. Remembering skids and wanting to kill Getaway. Yes, especially wanting to kill Getaway. Yeah, apparently his new color scheme is an oath to kill Getaway and get his ship back. Yes. But also, I'm sure it helps that it looks really cool and he and Drift are super gay and it's so sweet. I missed how gay they are. I missed them being so gay at each other because, of course, Drift is giving him the new paint job. Yeah. And they're joking, making fun of Ultra Magnus and just in this panel, just smiling at each other and it's so... Gay. Robo gay. I love it. Speaking of robo so speaking, gay. Speaking of robo gay, Megatron and Terminus are out talking and there's Ravage's little monument and then suddenly Nightbeat and Rung come out of the ground. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> uh, Nightbeat just slamming his fist through the ground straight up. So good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yes, meanwhile, Brainstorm has been making the old teleport chamber into a <laughs> back from a fusion cannon into some sort of new teleport device. Which they call a uh, den, just, but it's it's just half the tube laying on the ground like a pup tent. I guess well, I, den I assume that, that, that is a Britishism. A, a, well, I, I assume it means a den as in like an animal hidey hole. Oh, what, but like... Not like as in yeah. a living room. I guess, but like that's not what I think a den like a den is like it would be in a tree stump or something. I figure it's a Britishism. Yeah, and also I'm looking at it as just like oh, it's like one of those tunnels that you have dogs or <laughs> elementary school kids run through. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, if it's British, maybe it's like a badger. Maybe there's a ba oh man, badgers. Oh, badger watch. Hedgehogs and oh, I want to live in English. Anyway, so... Anyway, Rung is sad. Nightbeat and Rung... Yes. Rung, Rung finds out that Skids mm. died. And it's sad. Uh, but also, yes, their thing apparently exploded. And then it just sort of burnt out. And I really hope that there's more to that than just being a gratuitous cliffhanger. Though if there's not, I'm going to laugh. But... I mean, you don't set up the interior of this super planet being the mold for Cybertron without having some idea to take advantage of that in the future. Yeah, that's going. Well, yes, but I mean like, specifically the yeah, specifically the geo bomb. The bomb is just a cute fake out. But I, I think it may have had may have something to do with Rung than like glowing and vomiting or something. Which oh, yeah. is not cool. What, Rung, yeah. Wait, has Rung been to the Upside Down? Is he vomiting up a slug? He's he's looking at something he spits up in his hand very unhappily. Admittedly, he's... 
laying oh, next no. to he's laying next to Skid's body, so of course he's already a little bit unhappy, but you know. <laughs> something else is going on there. Because oh, no. his, his chest glows. Maybe I'm is I'm going with there? slugs, yeah. I'm gonna say he's throwing up slugs. Poor guy. Not cool. Not cool. So yeah, apparently Cyclonus went and tried to beat up Fangry and his buddy and oh. got beat up oh, and now Tailgate wants to go beat him up. I took that as that Fangry tried to attack Tailgate while he was recharging and Cyclonus was there. I mean I suppose that could have happened, but I figured that he just went to, to beat him up for being jerks. Well yeah, maybe. So <laughs> in in further gay news <laughs> Oh yeah. Anode goes to check out the the teleporter thing and Drift and Rodimus are just in there. Yes, they're in there <laughs> checking the coordinates together. And note note this is something that you have to crawl into. Yeah. <laughs> so they both crawl out of it. And they're called out over this in comic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It takes two, does it? <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy that Drift is back. I'm so happy. <laughs> so good. So, so yeah, then Drift touches Anode and like his eyes freak out and he sees a horrible near future of Pharma and Decepticon Grimlock worship. and some Decepticon shaped warships, which are the best. It's yeah. Partisan warships. Ah, uh, I, I love I, those. I have a deep appreciation for the Decepticon symbol-shaped warships. Yeah. And then the those spark eaters? I uh, think so, yeah. A ton of spark eaters, like a disconcerting number. Above and <laughs> yes. beyond the fact that one is disconcerting. Just like a disconcerting number of anything. Un- and unacceptable <laughs> number. And pharma on like a flying disc, and it's... Rodimus Drift, and for whatever reason, Grimlock holding a World of Warcraft-ass sword. It, it is a pretty wow sword. I'm, I'm the, pretty um, sure my warrior had that. It's the sword the Fall Cybertron toy comes with. Oh. Ooh. I think. It's, it's something like that. And then Drift sees some kind of writing on the ground, but we don't get to see what it means. I don't know. Maybe the wiki will have it translated by the end of the week. Yeah, it it looks like it's almost badly written English, like scratchy, like the last word could be better. But mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe it just says something like ridiculous and mm. yeah. Maybe that's the point. So so yes. <laughs> also Also Anode and Lug find out that Ultra Magnus is just in a battle suit and he's little. And so they are going to go through, and they are going to... Now I forget exactly where they were intending to go. I guess they were Cybertron. just intending to go to Cybertron. Ica- Icon. To Although, get a ship. Yeah, they went exactly where they wanted to be. They just got the universe wrong. Yeah. Yes. So the the usual crew, uh, the Rod Squad... Not really. Uh, which... It seems like a really weird choice. Like, it's, it's Rodimus, it's Ratchet... Rewind, Chrome Dome, okay, that's fine. Ultra Magnus's inner body, but not his itty-bitty body. Weird choice. Well, it couldn't, presumably, it couldn't fit through couldn't fit, the well, tube. Well, yes, but it, it, then why would you bring Magnus? But Roller, uh, Megatron, and new guy, Terminus? Well, new yeah, guy. Terminus. Yeah. They're also there. That yes. 
seems odd. Like, wasn't Megatron supposed to never come back to Cybertron unless they found the the knights? Uh, I guess I don't know. I mean, I think this kind of counts as an emergency situation. Yeah, having their ship stolen and then fighting the DJD does seem like an emergency situation. I mean, keep in mind they aren't planning to go there for an adventure. They're planning to go there to yeah. pick up a ship and come back. Yeah, but well, yeah, with that, you like why couldn't you leave Megatron behind? It, it seems like an odd choice to have. Well, him maybe they figured if they needed somebody to. To annoy Starscream? Oh, he does. I was going to say maybe they needed him to beat some sense into Starscream, but then, then uh, Minimus says, Starscream expecting us, Megatron? And he said, no, I want it to be a surprise. <laughs> Which is <laughs> And then the, the, the very best part of the issue, we get drones, medical drones. <laughs> yes, diagnostic, yes drones. diagnostic drones. I love the diagnostic drones. Because we are in, remember, the Functionist universe? Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is bad. Yeah. This is very immediately bad. bad. Very bad. So, yeah, they are now in the Functionist universe that we saw previously, where they had rung, like, hung up for some arcane reason having to do with his... Apparently, I don't know, sacrilegious and or religious and or something else alt mode. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Also, one of the, uh, one of the functionist lackeys here has a couple, like, smaller guys, like, chained up, and one of them has redundant scratched into his chest. Oh, that's what it said. I couldn't make it out. I, I just know the guy holding the chains. Has a TV for a head that says, don't make any sudden moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Horrifying, but adorable. It's, it's sad that fascism seems a little too on point at the moment, but hey, here we are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that uh, that is Lost Light so far. Hmm. I really like Rodimus' new paint shop. Yeah, it's, it's neat. Uh, I hope we get a toy in that redeco color. Some point. Aw, oh, that'd be sweet. I mean, that's like my favorite color scheme for anything. Yeah. It basically yeah, I, is I, the shattered glass Rodimus, though, but still. Looks nice. If yeah. we don't get the upcoming Titans Return Rodimus in those colors, I'm going to have to buy a second one to paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. It's the colors of my Death Knight's armor set. But, so, yeah, we have a, not a new artist to Transformers, and not necessarily, not really a new artist to James Roberts stuff. Oh, no, he is, uh, Jack mm-hmm. Lawrence. Yeah. Well, who else. is new to this stuff. For some reason I was thinking that, uh, La Fuente did the pencils, but no, she just did most of the colors. No, actually four pages worth of the colors. I'm bad at reading. Uh, yes, we yeah, are- Yeah, you got a new artist first. It it is and and actually part of the reason for my confusion is that he does have a similar, slightly cartoony style. Yeah, it's somewhere between Roche and Mill. Yeah, so good art. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very good. Uh, all all the the adorable characters are appropriately adorable, and yeah, I mean it it's not it certainly doesn't have the sort of 
striking look that the Optimus Prime series does. Uh, but it looks you know. on model as a continuation of More Than Meets the Eye. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But I want Milne back. Milne's so good now. Uh, it he... seems so weird the lack of communication <laughs> that seems to be going on there. Yeah, that, that, well, yeah. He, he'll be back That's for like the next arc or something. I don't know. Bring Milne back. We like Milne. <laughs> yeah, throw him some work. Yeah, but yeah, as of the most recent updates, I think they're trading off arcs. Yeah. And there, there's, there's That's a. I'd heard, but he still seems to be expressing confusion over that. Yeah, they, yeah. they didn't tell him, and things were delayed, and it's just like it would have been nicer if they told him, like you're gonna have a few months vacation of not getting paid for drawing. <laughs> that, yeah. that would have been better. At least not this. We don't know what side work he has, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. There are so many alternate covers because these are first issues, and that's good and bad. I might want some of the extras, like the movie poster-looking one. And the movie poster one, which is a ripped apparel yeah, exclusive you can buy of all things. Ripped Apparel's website, which I might do. Yeah, it looks really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, I want to know what kind of world we have ended up in, where we get a Paul Pope alternate covers um, for our Transformer comics. But here we are. Okay, I got, I got a question for that. Who the heck is Paul Pope? Which one is the Paul Pope cover? He did a Optimus on the Optimus and Megatron on the Megatron, or on the Lost Light. The Megatron yes. jumping into the ice. Who's Paul Pope? Why do? I, why should I know he that name? He is. He's someone who started out doing a lot of uh, his own indie sort of stuff. Uh, more recently, he he did a Batman a miniseries. And uh, most recently, what he's known for, and the name of it is escaping me. It's an all-ages uh, sort of... I mean, he is doing an all-ages book now that's like a sort of uh, Kirby-esque kid and dinosaur adventure sort of thing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he's a he's an indie comics guy. Oh. Okay. Now you know. He's one of those people who who Jen talks about because she's super pretentious occasionally. And there you go. The end. I'm trying to think if that's the only thing that the first Transformers thing he's done. Hmm. He's someone like Tom Scioli. You know, he's yeah. Except there, we got a whole series from him. Shioli. Shioli's all together different. Yeah. Now I'm looking on his wiki page because it frustrates me that I can't remember I what his uh his only Battling yeah. Boy, that was it. Battling Boy. It's in B A T T L I N G. I'm immensely annoyed that they're they list him doing a graphic novel in 1993 called Sin Titulo, but then the Wikipedia link is to a completely different webcomic by the same name that was from, like, 2007 to 2012. Oh, yeah. Which I, I liked. And I was like, wait, he was involved in that? Wait, no, this none of this no. makes sense. Yeah, recently <laughs> I've been looking at some things on Wikipedia that link to the wrong thing with the same name, like... For stupid reasons, I was looking at, at, at the page for Vampires, the stupid CG live-action thing that came out in 1999, and it linked to Gary Oldman as one of the cast. It's like, wait, what? Cannot be the same Gary Oldman. <laughs> oh. I would imagine. I would hope not. Ah, uh, he did some some Star Wars arts for some Star Wars arts oh. for Lucas books. 
and in 2011. That's pretty cool. It's uh, I, I am now on his webpage. Anyway, so if you too would like to see his art, go to his webpage or look at those incentive covers. Anyway, good comics. Good new issues of comics that yes. hopefully yes. will actually be in my pull box tomorrow. Yay! Cross your fingers. Yeah, sometimes the first. You mean today, is, right? Well, yeah, yes. today. Yes. Yeah, today. don't don't break the fourth podcasting <laughs> wall. <laughs> so yeah, that is it for this week. And assuming that we got two this week, I'm not sure we're getting much of anything next week, so that's fine because we're going to be, I'm going to be stickering Fortress Maximus for the next week. <laughs> yeah. <There laughs> I don't is. know about the rest of y'all. No comics for a bit, no cartoons well. till who knows when. And less and less news. Yep, because it is the holidays. Uh, uh, so? According to Comicsology pull list, Although it seems unlikely given what we got this week. Mm. Next week, we might be getting Optimus Prime number two. It seems unlikely what? given the circumstances, no. but we might. No. Dun dun dun. That seems. I mean, it weird. was delayed. It was del- I did. I don't think it was delayed that long. I hope not. Dun dun dun. But yeah, I, I take any listings of what comics are coming out what week with a grain of salt until they're actually Available to read. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, if not, we can read Donald Duck and My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> we can read Rom and be really confused because we haven't been keeping up with Rom. No, uh, no Rom this week, or next week. Alas. Alright, well then, that will be it for this week. Uh, happy holidays to everyone. Uh, we will most likely see you in in the new year in 2017 and it can't stop being 2016 soon enough Uh, so until then this has been jen and alex and the ghost of christmas future happy holidays fun fact Uh this year christmas first night of hanukkah and first night of kwanzaa are all the same night Ooh, that's pretty cool Underground Radio is hosted by IaconUnderground.net. We are listener-supported through Patreon, where you can help us cover the cost of running this show and our other podcast, Stasis Pod, at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground.